this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Follow the marquee and come to the Monday matinee. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Hi there, and welcome to the Sonic Society Season 13, Episode 531. I'm your host, stocking up on candy, Jack Ward. And I'm the one planning to eat it all next week, David Alt. Oh, it, everything is so big over here in Canada. It's it's just craziness. <laughs> uh, but uh, do you eat a lot of, well, what we would call sweets, but I suppose as I'm over here, I, I'd better get into the lingo. Uh, do you eat a lot of candy? <laughs> Actually, not really. But I enjoy giving it out as treats to the kids who show up at our door for Halloween. Is Halloween growing in <laughs> England yet? It used to be mostly a North American fair. Well, yes. Uh, I think we've gone through that phase of um, it being really like tacky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Which it is. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but I, I I like it as the as the pagan festival and sure. there is definitely a feel and now that I live up in the North Yorkshire Dales, it's it, you get a real sense of the change of the seasons around this time of year. It's always a magical feeling outside. So whilst, yes, I don't think we have as much Halloween decoration in the shops and everything like that, but there is a Halloween ghost walk going on next week in Ripon, which I won't be leading this year because I will be just too jet-lagged at that point mm-hmm. um, when I get back. But yes, it's still big, but it's not... Personally, I don't think it's overly tackily big. Oh, it's it's crazy here in Halifax. It's amazing how... <laughs> like I, When Ginny first came, there were three like warehouse-style halloween stores where you could buy like cheap oh, wow. uh, costumes that you would never keep afterwards because they would probably oh, be destroyed <laughs> you know on the way kind of thing so it's amazing how big it has become and mm. it's weird because there's less kids actually going door to door these are more adults that are going out mm. for parties mm. and stuff like that more kids because of their concerns and such more kids are hosting yeah. halloween parties at their house and and watching scary movies and bringing candy in that way but you get the few kids that still end up going around the neighborhood yeah. and I, I look forward to it now that I'm actually in a house again to be able to to do that. <laughs> I think over here we don't have, uh, we've never really had much of the trick-or-treating right. aspect. That that hasn't really been a thing. However, uh, it's it's nice within little community areas they will go around with parents mm. uh, but it's certainly not as big you know, you have to have a bowl of sweets ready or anything like that. Um, so, but yeah, people do it, but not as much. I've rarely seen uh, trick or treaters. Well, d- next week, uh, society will fall right on Halloween night. But before that, I uh, I'll be coming to see you very shortly. Yes, 
for the first time in seven years. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> yes, but for now, our show will certainly give you a case of the spooks and I think of the giggles as well because uh, it's a fantastic one. It's Attention Hellmart Shoppers from Fate Crafters right here on the Sonic Society. Attention Hellmart Shoppers. Our specials today include 50% off shoelaces. Ladies intimate starting at $19.99 and buy one get one free on 8 ounce jars of the blood of the innocent. Also, if you're the owner of a blue Honda Civic, license plate BLDLSD1, you've left your lights on. It's open. Uh, good evening. Yes, my name... Yeah, you're Danny, right? Your parole officer called. Yes, yes, that's correct. Uh, although it is Daniel. Sit yourself down, Danny. I'm gonna get straight to the point. I don't know what your last job entailed exactly, but Hello Mart is a customer service-oriented retail environment. Now, what that means is that as of this moment, boy, you are in customer service. This is my store. I manage it. And in my store, it don't matter what your job title is. No matter where you are or what you're doing, you see a customer needing help, you stop and you help that customer. Now, it's a big location. We've got over 200,000 square feet of sales floor here. There's 17 departments, 5 acres of parking, the biggest storeroom in the state, and 124 night shift employees. You, Danny, Daniel, are joining a team of professional retail experts. Now, see here, you got money experience. Lehman Brothers, Bear Stearns, Enron. I ain't too familiar with them establishments, but they sound like good family stores. How about we put you on the register team? It's a good crew to be on. They haven't had a paranormal-related fatality in nearly three months. Yes, as wonderful as that all sounds, unfortunately, I'm unable to handle money as a condition of my parole. What with uh, the embezzlement and... Tax evasion. Oh, I thought you were the murderer. Murder? No, I'm not. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. A moment ago, did you say paranormal-related death? Listen, boy. I don't much like rich, big city, white-collar criminals. It's impersonal. Least you can do when you're robbing a man is to look him in the eye and stick a shotgun in his face. The fact of the matter is, we get a mighty big government subsidy for participating in this felon work release program. So what I want to know is, are you going to be a pain in my ass? Listen, Mr. Uh, Everybody just call me Jimmy. Jimmy, have you spoken with Evan Devilkin at the corporate offices? I think there's been a mistake here. I'm supposed to be in an office somewhere. I'm rather overqualified for a retail environment. Yeah, I think we'll make you a stalker. It's a good crew. Nearly 50% annual survival rate. You'll fit right in. Stalker? No, no, Jimmy, I, I don't think you're understanding me. I don't belong here. I belong in New York, where my apartment and my favorite restaurants are. Not here in backwater USA helping 
diabetic land whales find truck balls. Truck balls are aisle 118, automotive accessories and decoration. Boy, you got one hell of a bad attitude. If you could just call Evan Devilkin. Yeah, I make it a point to talk to corporate as little as humanly possible, but the fact of the matter is, Mr. Devilkin, our illustrious regional manager, he emailed me this morning instructions to find a space for you here at the store, boy. You're going to be here for the next three to five years. You best make yourself at home. Home? Oh, yes, my current court-mandated home is my Aunt Florence's house. She's my only living relative. And while my mother sought to raise her station... Auntie Flo married Zeb, the tow truck driver. Zeb's gone, and Florence is rather elderly now. She thinks my name is Arnold and that it's 1942. She wakes me up for air raid drills, and my cousin Frankie won't get out of the bathtub, which is why I haven't had a real shower in a week. A year ago, I was in a 15th floor penthouse with the view of the park. I'm going through a little bit of culture shock, Jimmy. Why don't you help me out here? Let's get Evan Devilkin on the phone. Uh, listen, Danny. Please call me Daniel. I'll help you out by not kicking your pampered, spoiled ass out of here and sending you back to jail, which is where you're gonna go if you do not have gainful employment at a legitimate Department of Justice-approved work-release program business. Now, do you want to go get yourself a blue vest and a back support belt, or should I just call the judge? I suppose I don't have much of a choice, then. Nah, suppose you don't. Now, there's one other thing I should uh, probably mention. This store is a little unusual. You don't say. You believe in the supernatural, Danny? Daniel. No, I don't. Well, you're in for an interesting first day. You see... This store was built on a cursed burial ground. A cursed burial ground. A cursed burial ground, that is correct. And that burial ground was immediately adjacent to the remains of a satanic temple, which they eventually bulldozed to build the lunatic asylum, which burnt down, killing all 666 inmates. But that's when they built the Long John Silvers. Ugh, Long John Silvers. Hey, Jimmy, the delivery came, uh, but the brown shoelaces are missing, and they substituted eight-ounce jars of blood of the innocent with the blood of the insane. You want me to call the supplier? Nah, we'll just put it on sale. Come here, Chet. I want you to meet our new stalker, Danny. Dead. This here's our new felony hire. What? I thought you were going to hire my cousin Merle. I was him for stealing cars. No, nah, that's Daryl. Merle was the clown manslaughter. I knew there was a murderer. It was self-defense. Jimmy, you promised you'd hire him. Well, too bad, Chet, but corporate handed me the order to take this boy. Can't Merle just work on your family's chicken farm? But... Goddamn ales. Probably lost the ladder and can't reach the top shelf again. Chet, take Danny here back to the employee center and get him set up with the uniform. I'll check up on you later, Danny. Did he say elves? Suck it, butt munch. Let's go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Listen, Chet, isn't it? Uh, listen, I'm sorry about your cousin. It's not by my choice, believe me. In fact, hopefully I won't be here too long. If you could just get me a listing of the corporate office's phone numbers and... Five minutes alone, I could be out of your hair before your first keystone light break. Listen, asshole, I don't know who you think you are, 
But Jimmy told me to get you set up, so I'm gonna do that. But that doesn't mean I'm gonna forget what you did to Merle. Merle, your cousin whom I've never met. Merle ain't just my cousin. He's my brother. Not my literal brother. Literally my cousin. The brother thing's just a metaphor. But like brothers grew up together. We rebuilt my Trans Am together and spent our days cruising for chicks and hunting together. Those are separate activities. We didn't hunt while looking for chicks, but we did everything together until he went to jail for killing that clown. That was self-defense, goddammit. Now I waited for him. I waited ten years, and now he's out of jail. And I told him he'd have a nice job at this big-time store during the good life. But no, no, now he's got to be at the chicken farm. Now I'm only going to see him after work at that major pluckin's. So I don't care what your deal is, numbnuts. You got between me and my best friend, Merle. And you can try to work my ass all you want. You're going to find out that my ass works back. Believe me, the last thing I want is to work your ass. Oh, you are working it. You're working it hard, pretty boy. I don't know how, but I'm going to get Merle in this store. And if that means you got to go, then that's just too bad. It would be my pleasure to go if you would just find for me a corporate listing and a phone. I'm not gonna do a damn thing for you that I ain't gotta. Twinkle toes. Listen, Chet, I'm trying to help you here as well as myself. That's just what Hitler said. Hitler, you say, Chet. I am unaware of any person named Hitler as I am a typical American college student and not an elderly German man. My papers make that quite clear. Hey, Gunter. Oh, guten Tag, Chet. I see we got a new man here. How's it going? I'm Jake. I'm the stocking manager. This here's Gunter. Jawohl. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you both. I'm Daniel Richmond. Uh, enough small talk. Here's your vest. Jimmy told me to show you around, so I will. It's the break room, as you can see. There's fridges and tables and microwaves and shit. Back there's locker rooms where we change in and out of our uniforms. That door over there leads to the storerooms. The employee entrance is in the back, past all the storage. Don't you come in the front, boy. Not where the customers can see your unusually symmetrical face. There's no smoking anywhere inside the store. Smoking areas next to the employee parking. Don't you park in my spot, boy. As assistant manager, I got my own space for my 81 Trans Am. It's right next to Jimmy's spot. That's because you painted a sign and put it up yourself, Chet. Hey, Emily. You want to go hunting this weekend? Chet, you know I'm a vegetarian. You're saying I'm not? There's literally beef jerky in your shirt pocket right now. So? Uh, Chet to the pet department for a courtesy call, please. Chet to the pet department right now. I'm needed. Gunter, you and Jake put this crap back to work. Duty calls. I'm coming, little pets, hard and fast. I dearly hope that's the last time I ever hear him shout that particular phrase. I can almost promise you it won't be. Oh, yes. Well, we haven't been introduced. I'm Daniel Richmond. Hey, I'm Emily. Emily, it's a... Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Tell me, how did such a beautiful young lady wind up in this kind of place? This kind of place? Oh, uh, no offense, meant. I'm sure it's not without its, um, rustic charms. 
Why don't you tell me about them over dinner tonight? Are you asking me on a date? Yes, I hear there's a quaint little eatery right downtown. You mean Gator Mike's Meat Shack? That must be the one. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, come now. I'm sure we'd have a delightful evening together. Listen, obviously you're used to women falling all over you for your money, based on the whole Fraser Crane meets Don Draper vibe you got going on, so you never actually learn to talk to them, but I'm not interested in a Wall Street Republican 1% robber baron. Now wait a minute. I'll have you know I'm generally considered rather charming and attentive by the women I date. Attentive? You just heard me say I'm a vegetarian and then invite me to dinner at a place with Meat Shack in its name. Perhaps a different restaurant. Are you even allowed to go out? Aren't you the new felony hire? Does everyone know about that? Yeah, I know know. that. Well, if you must know, yes, I am permitted to go out. As for my legal issues, it's rather complicated. I'm not simply a petty criminal. Oh, so you're innocent then. Well, I mean, technically no, in that I did commit the crime in question. What exactly was the crime? I, uh, invested retirement funds swindled from senior citizens into fraudulent real estate in Syria. Then I used those profits to buy stock of certain emergency medical supplies based on inside knowledge of anti-vaccination groups, thereby creating a false shortage and driving up the price and creating a minor measles epidemic. You're the worst. Oh, and who are you to judge me, Miss Midnight Checkout Girl? You know, there's nothing wrong with being a checkout girl, but if you must know, this is my night job. I'm in college. Aren't you a little old to be a college student? I took some time off. Not that it's any of your business. Let me guess. You wanted to find yourself by backpacking through Europe or following fish on tour. Their concerts are a spiritual journey. But for your information, no. I had to take care of my grandmother before she passed away. Oh, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that. Thank you. So, what are you going to school for? I'm going to be an elementary school teacher. Ah, well, that's very, um, altruistic. Is that your way of saying low pain? Oh, no, not in so many words. Not in so many words. You know, I guess it is low pain. But I guess money's the most important thing to you. Personally, I care more about the molding of impressionable young minds yearning to explore the unique and beautiful world in which we find ourselves. So, dinner's out then. How about we just get a drink? Sorry, I'm busy. I'm already going out with my friends tonight. Jake, Ruth, Gunter, want to go to Razzie's after work? I'm buying lemon drops. All right, all right. See? My friends. Why don't you go out with your friends? Oh, they're not here. Oh, enough already, Emily. Keep it in your pants. It's time to clock in. Fine. Nice to meet you, Daniel. Likewise, I'm sure. Hey, honey, I'm Ruth. I ain't gonna learn your name, though. 
I have seen too many of you boys come and go to bother with that. Oh, not to worry. You look like you won't be around too much longer yourself. Oh, you sassy. I like that. I hope you don't die too quick. Thanks. Hey, buddy, don't you worry one little bit. You got at least a 50% chance of surviving the year. Mean going to here, we're going to keep you safe. At least through training. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, listen, is there a telephone nearby that I could use? It's right over there in the hall next to the locker rooms. Perfect, I'll be right back. Hello, Corp. How may I direct your call? Evan Devilkin, please. Mr. Devilkin is in a meeting. Would you like his voicemail? Do you have his cell number? I'm sorry, sir. We can't give out that information. Yes, of course. I- I'll take his voicemail. One moment, please. Mrs. Evan Devilkin, please leave a message. My secretary will pass it on to me. Thank you. Evan, hello, it's it's Daniel Richmond. Listen, I think there's been a snafu with the paperwork or something. I, I'm at the Strickland Hello Mart. If you could call back just as soon as you could, I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, say hello to your wife for me. <laughs> call me back. <sighs> All right. Play the game and wait for Devilkin to call back. Let's do this. So, we're the stalking crew, are we? How's it going? Very good for me, for I'm a typical American college student working this degrading and menial job to pay for your outrageously expensive American secondary education, which is so inadequate that it has left me with almost no knowledge of important historical events, such as the Second World War. I am unable to answer even basic questions concerning the Second World War because of education. Oh, you're a, you're a college student, you know, because with... Gray thinning hair and liver spots, I took you to be rather older. Ha ha, Danka. I wish you were the bouncer at the knocked club I often frequent, where I am forced to present forged papers to represent my age as appropriate for drinking, when in actuality I am far too young to legally consume alcoholic beverages in this country. Of which I am a natural born citizen. As Ramman Gunter is a party animal. Why don't you tell him what we're going to do after work, Gunter? We will turn up. That's right, at Razzie's. Razzie's, yes, that's that's the bar where everyone from work gets together. Oh, yeah, it's gone down tonight, me and Gunter, Emily, Ruth, Chet, Sherman, everybody's going to be there. God damn, Ailes traded all the fixtures in automotive for wooden shoes again. Now the merchandise is just sitting on the floor until I can trade them back. All right, Jimmy, how's it going, my boss man? I got shaping up to be one hell of a day, boys. Did you get all set up, Danny? Daniel. Yes, I, I have my vest, but... Listen, Jimmy, I, I left a message for Evan Devilkin. 
He'll be calling back any time. I probably shouldn't get too deeply into a project. Uh, perhaps I should just hang out in the break room until we hear back from him. Jesus, boy, you call corporate? That's the kind of foolish bullshit that's going to get you strapped into a cage and lowered into a river of lava. I am tired of having this conversation with you, boy. You are here. You will work or you will go back to jail. Do you understand me? Yes, Jimmy. I understand. That's good. Now, Jake, Gunter, got a bunch of VCRs just came in. Take them down to electronics and get them on the shelves. Put Danny here to work. Keep my eye on you, Danny. Don't you be a pain in my ass. It's Daniel. All right, Danny. You heard the man. There's the inventory to stock. We're going where the customers are. Ah, uh, people of Hello Mart, the salt of the earth, Mountain Dew drinking, truck driving, salty people. Uh, excuse me, sir, can you help me? I'm. I'm sorry, I'm busy stalking. Ah, Jake, Gunter, there you are. So, what's with the VCRs? Well, you see, bro, due to all the paranormal activity, this town is a little bit behind the times. Yes, but these are Betamax. Yeah, it is far superior to VHS. Yeah, it's just a better format, bro. All right, fine, but paranormal activity, please. Well, I ain't gonna tell another man what to believe, but I do know weird things happen here. Yes, but the stories of this place, an insane asylum, an Indian burial ground, Long John Silvers. Oh, it's not an Indian burial ground, but it is cursed. It's not an Indian burial ground. What kind of burial ground is it? All right, all right, all right. Just listen up. I'm going to give you the lowdown on this one. In the summer of 1982, E.T., the extraterrestrial, was taking the country by storm. Naturally, the biggest movie of the year was going to be cross-promoted in the newly burgeoning video game industry. But the game they created was rushed to meet market demand. It was not good, man. It wasn't just terrible. It was so bad. It was said that it had been programmed in the depths of hell itself. There were children driven to the edge of madness by the unintuitive gameplay. The unresponsive controls and the indecipherable story. Say nothing of the graphics. I mean, E.T. looked like an 8-bit potato. Story is a half-insane gamers slaughtering their entire families after less than an hour of play were not unheard of. Luckily, word spread quickly and it was recalled. There were tens of thousands of copies, though. Something had to be done with them. So they were buried. Buried somewhere they could never hurt anyone again. Buried at the gates of hell itself. The gates of hell. That's right, bro. The entrance to hell is about 20 yards directly underneath us. It's filled with Atari cartridges, which, you know, luckily for us, are foul enough to hold back the demon hordes. A lot of evil slips through the cracks, though. That's why this place is full of so much supernatural energy. 
and the Long John Silvers. Yes, I definitely do not believe in any of that. My God, did you see that? Yeah, man, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's real. But that electronics department man was just pulled into the floor by a ghost hand. Oh, don't you worry. A hand usually just leaves him in the basement. Carlos gonna be fine. That was just the hand showing off. The hand is such a showboat. You're all serious. This place is actually haunted. Yeah, like super haunted, bro. Not just haunted. It is a nexus for supernatural activity of all sorts. No wonder they offer such comprehensive health insurance. Excuse me, young man. Yes, ma'am. I would like to buy this television. Just a small one on sale. It's all I can afford. I'm on a fixed income. Can you carry it up front to the registers for me, please? Carry it for you? I... 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 am in customer service, aren't I? So I... I would be happy to carry it for you, miss. Miss? Oh, my goodness, you're quite the smooth talker. Oh, well, I'm sure you've heard it all before. Oh, you... I was quite the looker in my day. I had a number of suitors. That was before Henry, though. Henry is your husband, ma'am. Oh, please, call me Annabelle. He was my husband. I'm afraid he's passed on now. Oh, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that, Annabelle. Oh, it's been quite a while. I'm used to being on my own now. And things weren't always so good with my Henry, oh, oh no. Towards the end, when they closed down the factory he worked at for 35 years, and they told us the pension fund was bankrupt, well then, then things got quite bad for a bit. Oh, that's terrible. Oh yes, well, my Henry was heartbroken at not being able to provide for us anymore. But he vowed I would never go hungry or have to leave our home. Henry sounds like he was quite the man. Oh, he was. That's why it was so difficult. But in the end, we knew what had to be done. What did you do? Well, I killed him, butchered his carcass, and ate his flesh for six months. What? Oh, well, I'm not a big eater. And I am on a fixed income, so I put most of him in the freezer and stretched out the meals as long as I could. Then I murdered a homeless man, put Henry's teeth in his mouth, and sent the body over a cliff in a fiery car crash. You know, for the insurance money. What? Oh, the teeth were for the dental records, dear. To identify the corpse. Henry was true to his word. I've never gone hungry or had to leave our home. Oh, here we are, dear. Just set the television on the counter, please. Hello, Annabelle. How's my favorite customer? Emily, darling, I was just having the nicest chat with this young man. He's rather handsome, don't you think? I don't know. It's hard to tell what's going on under layers of privilege and polo. Emily, uh, listen, about before... I'm sorry, I've 
not in my best today. It's okay. I didn't mean to be so hard on you. I've just had a lot going on lately with school. I'm sure you're a very nice guy. Somewhere in there. Yes, and you're clearly a sweet, pretty girl under the attitude. Attitude? Never mind. Gordon Gecko. we don't need to talk anymore. You know, I've had it. I'm not even going to be here much longer. I don't need you or anyone else here. As soon as I speak with Evan Devilkin, I'm going to go back to New York to date mortals, eat in five-star restaurants, and never see this cursed little town again. Oh, bother, I forgot to get shoelaces. Well, Danny here is in customer service, and he'd be happy to go get them for you. Lovely. Yes, I'd be delighted to get them for you, Annabelle. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, no, no, I'm sour and gamey and tough. Don't look at me with those hungry eyes, Annabelle. Janitorial staff to the front man's room, please. All janitorial staff, please report immediately to the front man's room with all available buckets. And pitchforks. Stupid stores, stupid girls, stupid pretty faces. Hey, loser. Ah, Chet, you, you snuck up on me. Where do you think you're going? I'm retrieving shoelaces for a customer. Shoelaces, huh? Well, you're not going to find them on the shelves. No, they're still in the storeroom, in the delivery area. You better go, better, better hurry. That's all the way in the way back to the storage room. The back? Yes, of course. I'll, I'll go get them. Yeah. You'll get them all right. You'll get them good. <laughs> Well, what's gonna get you? <laughs> Attention, Hellmark shoppers. Are you currently involved in or are expecting to soon embark on a quest for vengeance against one who has wronged you? Have you dedicated your increasingly pathetic life to destroying that one particular thorn in your side? If you become a dangerous and obsessive shark circling in closer and closer on your unsuspecting prey, make sure that while you stalk and terrorize your victims, that your teeth are their whitest. Clear gel whitening toothpaste with baking soda and bone meal. Pick some up today. Thank you for shopping Hellmark. We hope you never leave. shoppers. All electronic appliances marked with a red tag are on special. This includes VCRs, stereo systems, automated goat draining devices, and televisions. Please note that if you become imprisoned in a television marked with a red tag, it may be returned for store credit only. 
my lord, it is labyrinthine back here. Now, um, which way is the storeroom? Let's see, let's see. That's Jimmy's office, so if I go to, um, uh, hmm, Jimmy's office. Jimmy? Hello? Devilkin. Devilkin. Cell number. Yes. Mummies, I don't know why I even let him use a can. I always end up clogging the toilets. Danny, what the hell are you doing in my office? Are you calling Devilkin? Oh, uh, Jimmy, I, I, um... Boy, hang up! Hello, Jimmy. Hello, Evan. No, it's, 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 uh, it's Danny. I, I mean Daniel. Yeah, who is this? Daniel Richmond from Whiteley, Whiteley, and Prisman. Listen... Evan, I, I think there's been a mistake. I, I'm at the Strickland Hello Mart. I can't work here, Evan. I'm I'm not one of these people. I'm one of you. Well, Daniel, I'm sure there's been no mistake. You're right where you're supposed to be. What? Evan, I was supposed to be set up with a work release job in a firm. Not shoved out here in the middle of nowhere. Have you been to this town? These people drive trucks, Evan. I took the fall for the senior partners. I know you know about the deal. I'm not going to let you hang me out to dry. I'm sure I have no idea what you're talking about. And even if I did, no one can help you. You can't come back to any of the big firms, Daniel. You're a convicted felon. I suggest you get comfortable. You're going to be at Hello Mart for a long time. It's not so bad, though. You might even grow to like it. You may even want to stay there. Forever. Now, let me talk to Jimmy. Here, Jimmy. He wants to talk to you. Danny, listen. No, no, Jimmy, there's no time. I have to go get shoelaces for a customer. I'm in customer service now. Fuck. 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 Is that an offer, honey? Ah, do you people practice sneaking? Relax, it's just me. Yes, yes, Ruth, isn't it? What are you doing out here? Just having a smoke break. I gotta be back in ten minutes. What's your deal, sweetie? What's my deal? Hmm. Well, do you have any idea what Manhattan is like when you're young and rich and possessed of a certain moral relativism? 
It's like a Greek bacchanal with Tinder. I spent my days in corner offices with billionaires drinking 16-year-old scotch. I spent my nights in clubs with women that normally only exist in teen sex comedies. It was shallow. It was selfish. It was indulgent. And it was dizzying and amazing. Then, the SEC receives an anonymous tip. The senior partners swore we wouldn't get caught. Well, no, actually, more accurately, they swore they wouldn't get caught. And they didn't. I did. I spent six months in jail, which is the absolute worst. I will not go back to jail. They told me they would take care of me. They hinted that I'd have a nice, easy corporate work release probation. They never just came out and said it, of course, no. And it turns out that what they didn't say, they don't have to do. So now I'm living with my dead mother's insane older sister. I'm working at a haunted superstore... I have at least two co-workers that I managed to enrage within moments of meeting them. Jimmy could decide at any moment to send me back to jail, which is the only place I know of worse than here. Oh, and I haven't gotten laid in almost a year. My life has hit rock bottom. So that, Ruth, is my deal. Well, that was an awful lot of backstory, hon. Honestly, I zoned out halfway through. Yes, yes, I don't blame you. It is rather boring, I suppose. I can't do this anymore. I don't belong here. Is that the highway? Sure, that's the highway, honey. What are you gonna do? Ditch your parole, go on the lam, and hitchhike to Mexico? I haven't really thought that far ahead. Something like that, I suppose. Well, that'll get you there, hon. But there's one thing you should probably think about first. What's that? Go fuck yourself. You don't belong here? Who the hell do you even think you are? You'd be lucky to call any of these people your friend. Have you ever even had a real friend in your life? Or have you only had contacts and business associates? Have you ever had to face the consequences of your own actions? Well, someone always just bailed you out. I'm going to tell you something, sweetie. These are your chickens sleeping in your bed. You made some bad choices, so you better learn to live with them. Don't be an asshole. Pay your debt, serve your sentence, and do better next time. Because, baby, if you think retail is bad, you try being homeless. I could tell you a thing or two about that. Oh, also, I'm pretty sure Emily thinks you're adorable. She'd never admit it, though. She's got a big stick up her ass, but I'm pretty sure that if you get a few drinks in her, she'll spread her legs for you like smallpox in the new world. That was a hell of a speech. It's not my first. What if this is all I am for the rest of my life? There's worse things to be. What if I can't make any friends? You already made one, Danny. I'd probably just get picked up by a serial killer on my way to Mexico anyway. Does Emily really think I'm cute? She only gets that annoyed by men she's attracted to. Isn't that a bit cliché? 
Meh, it's just how she's programmed. Oh, by the way, don't let Chet catch you sitting on his car. This is Chet's car. It is nice. Come on, let's get back to work. You know, this storeroom is absurdly large. Oh, and haunted, too. Watch out for Gary. He's the poltergeist that lives back here. He likes to mess with the new employees. I'll meet you up front. I'm on the register next to Emily. Poltergeist. Yes, of course. All right. Shoelaces. Let's see here. This is the delivery area, so probably in one of these boxes. Um, maybe underneath uh, or... case of, uh, blood. Blood of the insane. What is wrong with this place? All right, all right. Well, no one saw this. I can just clean up the mess. I'll just have to go find a mop. janitor's closet. Let's see. Mop. Yes, now is a bucket. Good evening. Ah, seriously, it's sneaking up on people in the employee handbook. Excuse me. I seem to have given you a fright. <laughs> and who the devil are you? I am Steve. I am the custodial and maintenance manager. The janitor? The custodial and maintenance manager. You're wearing a tuxedo. I'm not a vampire. Right, I don't have time for this. Do you happen to have a bucket I could use? Of course. But tell me, did you have a spill? There is a smell about you. An intriguing smell. Something primal. Delicate, yet powerful. Something that smells like the source of life itself. Mountain Dew. I spilled Mountain Dew. Just a little. Not enough for the janitorial staff to worry about. I'll just take this bucket, uh, thank you, and I'll go clean up the Mountain Dew. Thank you. Oh, but wait. Do you have any jumper cables? I left the lights on on my Honda Civic. <laughs> Oh, oh, he's gone. Oh, rats. Smooth move, Steve. No wonder you're so lonely. Okay. All right, it's just a little blood. I'll mop it up, rinse out the bucket, tell Jimmy I made a mistake, and accept the consequences. It's not so bad. Oh, this is bad. Damn right it is. You know, I was almost expecting you this time. Whatever. 
Looks like you made a mess, Danny boy. Your pops are calling you now. What does that even mean? Wait. Wait, you set me up. You knew Gary would try to scare me. I was hoping you'd just run away, but this is even better. You destroyed a whole case of store merchandise and opened up a five-circle vortex. That (laughs) is it. I have had enough. That's right. That's right. Run away, you sexy little bitch. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Devilkin. Yes, sir, I understand. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, yes, I, I know sacrifices must be made. Yeah, well, no. Oh, the literal sacrifices. No, sir, I... No, no, I, I value those quite a bit. I'd, I'd like them to stay attached. Jimmy, I... Hold on, I still got Devilkin on the phone. No, no, of course, I take the corporate offices very seriously, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I will, I, I promise. I... Oh, do I have to, sir? With a goat or uh, a goat? No, 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 that's fine. I can do a goat. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, we do have some. Yes, the red tag sale. All right. Yes, sir. You too, Mr. Devilkin. Goodbye. Woo! That was a long, embracing phone call, to say the least. Danny, listen, I know this ain't easy for you, but... No, not to worry. It's all water under the bridge. More importantly, I need to tell you that I... Broke a case of blood jars, and now there seems to be a vortex in the storeroom. I wanted to be the one to tell you that I did it, and I am going to face the consequences and take the blame. Except for Chet's part. He gets some blame, too, for being an asshole. Oh, for Pete's sake. Jake and Gunter to the storeroom immediately, please. Danny, grab that book off the coffee table. Libro de Forma Dolosius Magnus Efercio. That's the big book of scary things. We got ourselves a ceremony to perform. Now see, the real issue here is that the delivery area is directly over the spot that the satanic temple had its altar. That's where years of blood sacrifices were made. And then there's spirits of the lunatics that we killed in the fire. As you can imagine, they are a mite touchy about the blood of the insane. So put that together and we've got ourselves... A vortex! Boys! Hey, Jimmy! What's going on in here, Chet? Looks like the new boy fucked up good. Is that so? Hey, Jimmy, this is a big one, man. Yeah, it is very strong. Well, shit, this is as bad a vortex we've had in, what, ten years? What exactly is a vortex? It's basically a tunnel directly to hell. It's a big old whirlpool of psychic energy sucking anything that gets too close into it. Kind of pretty, though, ain't it? Yes, but how do we get rid of it? Well, that's why we got ourselves the book. Give her here. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Vortices, uh, chapter three. Hmm. All right, you got them candles, Chet? Light them up. Everybody got to stand equal distance around the perimeter of the vortex. Don't get too close, boys. This is going to get hairier before it gets balder. Here we go. Mali spiritus est. No lumus hic. Quote interpolavi. Commercium hoc logo agimus. Silla sed ipsa res hominum vestum lineum amet. Et amet a. Et tu non turpis. Tam hevis sum solicitus sed ut video voco. Mali spiritus est. All right. It looks like it's working. 
Mercium Hope Loki Angemus. What is going faster? Oh, this is okay. That means he's sucking his Well, shit, it got Gunter. Oh, man, I'm gonna miss that gender studies major. Jake, go get Steve. Tell him what happened. We're gonna need a major cleanup here. Seven-step socket cleansing, ectoplasm scrubbing, maybe a glade plug-in. I am on the J-O-B, Jimmy man. Danny, my office, now. Oh, here it comes, Danny. I hope you like going back to jail. Why would I like going back to jail. It's a figure of speech. You're a figure of speech. Talk all you want, big dick. I already texted Merle about the good news. Look, he sent me back a picture of him celebrating at the chicken farm. Is that chicken-wearing panties? I hate you so much. Chet, get your dumbass in here, too. Shut the door and sit down. Jimmy, listen. Were mistakes made? Certainly. However... Hell ever nothing, boy. What the hell were you doing rooting around through them boxes anyway? I was looking for shoelaces for a customer. Shoelaces? Why, in the name of Cthulhu, wouldn't you just get some shoelaces in the shoe department? Chet. Uh, yeah, Jimmy? Chet, did you send this boy back to the storeroom by himself on his first day? Uh, maybe. And let me guess, you didn't mention a damn thing about Gary. Well, uh... Chet? Is this about the Merle thing? You promised you'd hire him, Jimmy. Well, I didn't, so get over it. You are going to have to learn to work with Danny here. What? You're not going to fire him? No, I'm not going to fire him. But Danny, I would tell you what. You are a convicted felon who had a very bad first day out of jail. You are on probation. Do not fuck up again. Daniel. What? My name is Daniel. Get the hell out of my office, both of you. I have got a metric shit ton of paperwork thanks to you two idiots. But, but Jimmy... Go! This isn't over, sweet hips. I don't care what it takes. I'm coming for you. And I'm coming hard. Hey, Chet. What? I like your car. Shut up. All right, all right, it's Chet. What's up, buddy? <sighs> What's wrong with him? I suspect inbreeding. Hey, you almost done with your first shift, brother. You gonna come to Raz's with us tonight? Really? Yes. Yes, I, I, I'd be delighted. Going out with friends sounds fun. All right, sounds good, man. But right now we got some work to do. Gotta get this case of extra sharp axes out on the floor. They go on the top shelf, right between the bowling balls and the roller skates. Yes, but first I have to do just one thing. What do you gotta do, man? Oh my, it certainly is taking a long time to find those shoelaces. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm sure he'll be here any minute now. Tell me, dear, do you work out? Uh, yes. I thought so. That is a tender-looking rump. Uh, Hello, ladies. I apologize for the delay. 
Here are your shoelaces, Annabelle. Oh, thank you so much, dear. Took you long enough. I was met with some distraction. Ahem. Emily, what did we just talk about? Fine. Do you want to go to Razzie's tonight? On a date? I can't. I'm already going with some friends. Date? No, it's not... Ugh! You're so irritating. Yes, well, I'll see you at Razzie's. Whatever. So, Danny, how'd your first day end up? I think it turned out all right, Ruth. All things considered. Anyhow, it can't possibly get any worse. Oh, dear. I'm sorry, but these are black shoelaces. Do you have brown? Attention, Hallmark shoppers. Due to unforeseen circumstances, the cosmetics department will be closed for the next two hours. Please do not venture into the cosmetics department. If you happen to be shopping near the cosmetics department, do not look any other Hallmark patrons in the eye. We apologize for the inconvenience. Thank you for shopping Hallmark. We hope you never leave. Shoppers was written, produced, scored, voiced, and edited by Thoreau Smiley, featuring Moon Smiley as the voice of Emily. Please visit our website, attentionhelmartshoppers.com. Thank you for listening. Even hear me. I'm in the television. Hello. Ah, oh, shiza. And that's this week's show. Yes, please return with us next week for our Halloween show as we present a remake of a classic EVP feature, Faith, starring Tonya Malievich and our very own Jack Ward. Oh, relive Jack's panic as he's trying to match Tonya's amazing acting ability. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we'll have one last look at the incredible Chatterbox Audio Theatre with their final performance of A Cask of Amontillado mm. by Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Well, join the conversation. Please write a review in iTunes. Sunday is officially the iTunes writing review day don't you know yes or you can find us at Facebook or on Twitter at Sonic Society or at Astro Tour 2010 or email us at sonicsociety at gmail.com have a safe last week before Halloween and I'll see you in Toronto David that you will and we hope to see all of you here next week but for now I'm David Alt and I'm Jack Ward good night night Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators, 
and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hey, Billy, why do you look so down? Aw, Dad, I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. <sighs> Gee, Billy, when I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy, horror, satire, and lots of action. Wow! That sounds great, Dad! Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. <laughs> there is Daddy-O! Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Rocksprocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, and now there's... Yeah? Twisted Pulp Magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices. That is what it is. Look. Whoa, Dad, this looks awesome. Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome. You definitely have that right, my good man. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Mary. My pleasure, Billy. And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye. Dad? Uh, uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine, available in dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere or at digitalvaudeville.com. That is D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E.com. <laughs>